the smooth feel of the clay pebble before it turned to dust, and the tiny dove's feather that had crumbled between her fingers. But most of all, Lenobia remembered the fleeting rush of joy she'd felt when, in the midst of the disintegrating remnants of Martin's love and protection, she'd discovered something that time hadn't been able to ravage. It had been a ring, a heart-shaped emerald, surrounded by tiny diamonds set in gold. Your mother's heart. Your heart. My heart, Lenobi had whispered as she'd slipped it over the knuckle of her ring finger. I still miss you, Martin. I've never forgotten. I vowed it. And then the dream memories rewound again, taking Lenobia back to Martin, only this time... They weren't at sea finding one another in the cargo hold and falling in love. This memory was dark and terrible. Even dreaming, Lenobia knew the place and the date. New Orleans, March 21st, 1788, not long after sunset. The stables had exploded in fire, and Martin had saved her, carrying her from the flames. Oh no, Martin... No! Lenobia had screamed at him then. Now she whimpered, struggling to awaken before she had to relive the horrible end of the memory. She didn't wake. Instead, she heard her only love repeat the words that had broken her heart two hundred years before, feeling it again as if the wound was raw and fresh. Too late, Cherie. This world too late for us. I see you again, though. My love for you don't end here. My love for you, it never end. Find you again, Cherie. That I vow. As Martin captured the evil human who had tried to enslave her and then walked back into the flaming stables with him, saving Lenobia's life, the horse mistress was finally able to wake herself with a wrenching sob. She sat up in bed, and with a trembling hand, brushed her sweat-soaked hair from her face. Lenobia's first waking thought was for her mare. Through the psychic connection they shared, she could feel that Mujaji was agitated, almost panicked. Shh, my beauty, go back to sleep. I am well, Lenobia spoke aloud, sending soothing feelings to the black mare, with whom she had a special bond. Feeling guilty for upsetting Majaji, she bowed her head and cradled her hand, twisting the emerald ring around and around her finger. Stop being so foolish, Lenobia told herself firmly. It was just a dream. I am safe. I am not back there. What happened then cannot hurt me more than it already has, Lenobia lied to herself. I can be hurt again. If Martin has come back, really come back, my heart can be hurt again. Another sob tried to escape from Lenobia, but she pressed her lips together and forced her emotions under control. He might not be Martin, she told herself firmly, logically. Travis Foster, the new human hired by Neferet to assist her in the stables, was simply a handsome distraction him and his big, beautiful Percheron mare. 
which is probably exactly what Nefera intended when she hired him, Lenobia muttered, to distract me. And his Pertron is just an odd coincidence. Lenobia closed her eyes and blocked the memories that lifted from her past, and then repeated aloud, Travis might not be Martin reincarnated. I know my reaction to him is unusually strong, but it has been a long time since I have taken a lover. You have never taken a human lover. You vowed not to, her conscience reminded her. So it's simply past time I took a vampire lover, even if briefly. And that type of distraction will be good for me. Lenobia tried to busy her imagination with considering and then rejecting a list of handsome son of Erebus warriors, her mind's eye not seeing their strong, muscular bodies, but instead...